This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 45. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Today we're going to talk about, I don't know if it's a controversial issue, but it's definitely an issue that brings a lot of sides to it. And what we're talking about specifically is youth development teams, and not just development teams, but travel teams, and how prevalent they have become in the youth sports world in the last 15 years or so, and how it's become kind of the norm, and the notion that in order to grow a sport or grow or get things to the next level that, that we need to do this. From a youth standpoint, I firmly believe we do not need U10, U12, U14, maybe even U16 travel teams that are heading around the country, around the world, to different tournaments, different competitions. And there's a couple different reasons why. The main reason, and again, I'm not against them, people having these things. Uh, I, what I'm against is we're creating an atmosphere where we feel like people, in order to compete, have to go through this process. Now, when we're looking at an emerging sport, I think the key in the beginning is creating a level of play. Now, a lot of that comes with developing and creating new opportunities. So that means we need to be teaching, we need to be growing leagues, we need to be engaging people that are currently playing and then getting them to kind of get out and be ambassadors to their local area and go from there. Now, what I'm seeing and hearing in different conversations is a notion that we need to have youth teams that travel around the country or youth teams from around the country, specifically in the U.S., to come together and to play. Now, part of that idea and that notion is we want to grow and build the U.S. national team, and we need a feeder program in order to do that. All well and good, in my opinion. I think that those are, are, are great, uh, lofty goals. We definitely need to build a pipeline of U.S. players in order to funnel them and build them. But I think we're limiting our potential and um, in, that, in that long-term growth by trying to develop a system that ahead, uh, ahead of where we're at. And I think where we're at is just so new into the game, I would personally rather see, and I think a much better use of time, energy, and resources is to maximize where we're at. So if I'm, for instance, starting a youth league, which I am, and I've done in the past, um, or I'm, I'm teaching classes, that I should be able to create a, some sort of critical mass in my local area to a point where we're bursting at the seams. Then that kind of necessitates, oh, maybe we could look at expanding. Maybe we can start to have those conversations. Um, but I think the next level in my area is, okay, we, we got it here. Now is there another local area near me that we could expand to and build to from there? And then we expand and we expand and we expand and we expand. And, and hopefully as we're going along, we're drop shipping people into these local areas that are taking over these leagues, that are taking over these classes, that are doing that groundwork, if you will, to kind of build it up and, and go from there. And it's kind of a, a throwback, if you will, to, you know, personally when I was growing up and we had city leagues, we had rec leagues and we had 
competitions, but when we did, we competed within our city, with city limits. If we did, we maybe went a little bit further, but not a lot. And I think there was a lot of value to that because one, it was lower cost, and two, it was a lower time commitment. And if you're a parent and you're out there and you've got kids, you know the amount of time, energy, and money that you're spending or could spend or you know people are spending on sports just to keep kids active and keep kids moving. And I think when we start to introduce travel teams into the mix, we start limiting our pool because now it's about opportunity. Or now we're having to spend more time focusing on uh, fundraising and sponsorships and this and that to try to, to, try to create uh, these, these opportunities, which are not bad by nature. But I think if we're relying first on developing those travel teams, relying on sponsorships, before we've even developed and shown what that value is, it makes life so much harder because you can't, you spend more time trying to show what that value is uh, in the long term, but you can't always correlate why somebody will want to sponsor or invest in your product if they're not going to then get a return on value in the long term. Um, and a lot of times it's these local businesses that want to connect with leagues. They want to support leagues. They want to, they want to invest in their local community because then those dollars are hopefully coming back to them. That's the whole point. It's a win-win for everybody. They're helping to fund, but hopefully they're getting some of that return because of that marketing expense that they're choosing to use on your league, your program, your team, or things like that. And I think, you know, and it feels like I'm the only I'm one that's at least verbalizing some of this information, and, and I'm okay with that because this is what I this is what I believe. And, and anybody that thinks differently, that's fine. I, that's great. I have no issue with how you want to think. I just personally think that the best route when we're working to grow, and it's the route that I'm taking, is focusing on the local levels. How do we get the sport not necessarily only into schools, but how do we get local kids playing? boys and girls, learning the sport, having fun with the sport, and then how do we take it a step further where we're training people to help further the cause and build it from there. Now a lot of that stuff is not always fun. It's a lot of work. Um, it takes a lot of time. It takes time and energy developing relationships, spending money on marketing, um, you know, all this other stuff, but that's how we grow. That's how we build things forward. And jumping ahead and trying to create something that's not there and the hope that there is or having to piece together kids from, you know, here, here and here across the country and find places that are going to work is really tough. The other part that people I think are forgetting is unless we're developing from the ground or the younger up, you're going to it's going to fall flat over time. And so if you're starting something and you're saying, well, I'm going to get my kid in. My kid's 12 years old. They really seem to love this sport. I'm going to get them involved. And this is the route we're going to go. But if there aren't kids coming up for that 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, you know, so on and so forth, it's going to die out. It's the same as, as they get older. As they get older, if there's not kids that are also playing or going with, it's going to die out. And the hope would be that we would start at, and the route that I have done, is to start at the, I've even gone down to five years old right now. I'm, I'm launching a new five to six year old program, and we're going all the way to 13. And I've got kids that have been with me in my classes for the last three years, learning, playing, they come back, they have fun, um, they've joined my league, 
and the competition is really good and, the, and you can see that development with it well after age 11 it's harder to get them into because they're they're doing other sports so now i'm competing with other sports that they enjoy but there are different opportunities so the hope is that that because i've got so many kids that are coming through my classes i can continue to add and push new things and that's where the leagues come in and then we get enough kids in an area we do the league now we're doing camps if I can get into some of the other cities and expand what I'm doing, now we can kind of do the repeat that pro exact same process, and then in time start to offer things like tournaments uh, over holidays or over the summer or things like that, and then invite other people if they so choose. But the issue that I'm seeing is people are um, are not creating that critical mass, or they're getting stuck with how do I how do I grow this. And I hope that that's where most people would spend their time and energy and money is trying to figure out the, that process. How do we crack into that market? And there's some really good programs that are, are doing some really good things out there. Utah seems to be doing a really great job. Texas seems to be doing a pretty good job. Um, more with the older kids and the adults in particular. Um, Utah, or Utah, Texas, California's got some good adult leagues that are going on. Uh, Virginia's got a few adult leagues going on. Chicago's doing some different programming. Uh, I, what I'm doing up in Washington, um, but it's not the end. It's not the end, and so there's a lot of different things to kind of figure out. And if you are out there thinking I'm going to start a league and we're going to grow this, awesome, do it. But I implore you to consider setting up a long-term plan of how it's going to be in 10 years, 20 years. Think about that process. And, you know, maybe you're not going to continue to play, but maybe you're going to switch over and do the classes. Um, but it, I, I really, really implore you, if you're setting up a league and you really want to see the sport grow, it is not the tournaments that are going to do it. It's not even necessarily the leagues that are going to do it right at the beginning. For the long term, it's, it's, it's getting it into the youth and teaching it. And that is a hard work, it's a struggle, and there's definitely no guarantee that any of that's gonna go. But there's a lot of really creative and amazing people out there that are doing great things and can do, continue to do great things for this sport. And I'd love to continue to see them do that. And so if there's a way that I can help with that, I'd love to do that. That's why I put so many resources on here. This is why I do the podcasts. I do my weekly blogs. I wrote a book on the topic. I'm out there trying to show people what this looks like because this is a vision that I see for this sport, not necessarily just for myself, but for the sport in the long-term growth when we look at how do other sports, especially emerging sports, grow and how do we uh, get things going. How do we continue to push the, the needle forward? And it's not one person. I'm not the end all to everything. And, and frankly, my opinion maybe isn't the best. In the long term, maybe it isn't. I, I feel like it is, having looked at historical and the experiences that I've done and looking at emerging sports and what's successful and what's not, and, and looking at potential trends as we go forward. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's where it is. So again, I have nothing against anybody that's out there doing some of that stuff. But I wanted, I felt like enough that I needed to at least put out a, a, an alternate conversation about where I think the current trends will be moving as we push forward. And I think a lot of it's going to be moving away from these travel teams. And a lot of it is the money and the time and the resources. 
but people still want to have fun. We still need to figure out how to get people active and healthy and moving and all these other things. And we need to do it at the youngest levels because the hope is that becomes a lifelong process for them. Uh, and I see this at the, at the college level where we just don't see as many people competing in sports for different reason, or they're not working out, or they're not doing things, and they're struggling with that. And it takes them a few years to kind of figure that out because we're, we're building totally new habits. Um, and, and so I think it's really important to at least have those conversations and to really spend that time and energy to figure that out and what's going to work best. Because what works in one area is not necessarily going to be a slam dunk in another area. And that's where I think we create this community of collaboration where people are talking about what successes they're having, what failures they're having, how can we learn from each other, and how can we build this thing out. So again, if you're interested in information, check out my website, www.floorballguru.com. Reach out to me, david at floorballguru.com. You know, let's hear it. Let's see it. What's working? Let's work together and let's really grow this thing because it's going to take a lot of people in order to get this thing off the ground and to be sustainable in the long term. And I'm really excited to see that. And, and I love having those conversations with people and hearing what's working, what's not working. Here's what I've done. Oh, I, I love hearing to try to learn from others and take what's working for them and try to adapt that to what I'm doing because hopefully it's going to make everything better in the long term. So get out there, have fun learn, teach, play floorball, and more importantly, keep floorballing.